3: We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. The responses are flooding in. (laughs) To question put on Twitter at Maggie Gray, you're offered a free ticket to a game for your favorite NFL team, but it's negative 10 degrees. Do you go? And we can even say it's a good ticket. Lower bowl. Whatever you want. Minus 10, but you got to be outside. Do you go? For me, it's a resounding hell to the no. What about you, Perloff?
4: If it's a big game, definitely yes. If it's week eighteen and the playoffs are on the line, as long as you can get to the stadium, come on, you can sit out there in the cold. You can go inside at the end of every quarter and warm up.
3: Minus ten? I mean, that's where you don't feel your face at minus ten.
4: Well, first of all, what is what is real feel? What are we doing here with real feel? <laughs> I, what, I don't now know. the temperature's not good enough for yeah. everybody. <laughs> I, I understand, yeah. but no, I, I think you gotta suck it up. I think you need to do it for your team because you're actually you have a little bit of impact on the outcome of the game because you can get all fired up and get the momentum going and scare the officials and do all the things that a home crowd does. You can't just stay home. You're not affecting the game from your living room, Maggie.
3: Yeah, because that one guy who's banging his hand on the side of the stadium, that's going to be the difference between a defensive pass interference and not.
4: Oh, I thought you meant like a Houston Astros, that one guy. Oh, was no, bagging. no, no, that, that, <laughs> that actually they actually an will outcome. help you win a World Series. <laughs>
3: yes, uh, of course, we've got seven games that are uh, going to be freezing temperatures or below. Add in an eighth game that's going to be a balmy 33. That would be Detroit at Carolina. So you're going to get all these sub-zero temperatures. It's going to be crazy cold. And if you just happen to live in one of these cold places, well, we feel for you. We're one of those people, too. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Just to give you a little craziness about what's going on in the Northeast right now, today the high was 50, totally unseasonably warm, Mm. and the low is 19. How does that happen in the same day? I know if you live in the desert, it can be crazy with a 30-degree swing here and there. 50 is the high, 19 is the low. Okay.
4: Yeah, sure. but listen. Explain that to me. That's nothing compared to what we're seeing is going to happen this weekend. Cleveland, thirty six to sixty three mile per hour winds. What does that mean?
3: Yeah, that means your field goal kicker basically can take a seat because I don't know how you'd expect anybody to make a field goal over twenty five yards in in wind like that.
4: Yeah. So it's you and you can't pass the ball. Deshaun Watson and Andy Dalton have no chance. And also the other thing you brought this up before the show. When a, a big running back, like a Nick Chubb is going, are you going to want to tackle that Derrick guy?
3: Derrick Henry?
4: <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks.
3: <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so, want to get your responses to some of these cold weather games and whether or not you feel like this is, you know, listen, fair, whatever. Would you rather that the NFL just weather was not a factor, just like it is isn't in the NBA, like it isn't mostly in hockey, where all the conditions are basically the same. So, 855-212-4227. Uh, Perloff. Big game, Dallas-Eagles. Somehow you've convinced yourself yeah. that you want the Eagles to lose this game. I, it doesn't make any sense what you're saying.
4: It is. i I'm not going to say I want the Eagles to lose, but I do think there's this mentality that we're not going to show the Cowboys anything. If you're the Eagles' offensive coaching staff, you're putting Gardner Minshew. I think you are very, very well aware, and I think it's on your mind that you're going to see the Cowboys again in three weeks.
3: Okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna say that's kind of loser energy. I know that, like statistically, it's hard to beat the same team three times. Well, I'm not saying about beat, but you're not going to show Cooper them. Rush.
4: You're not going to show them any fancy plays. You're okay. not going to run reverses and give up any trick plays. You're going to save those for the playoff game.
3: Okay, but just because the game plan is simple doesn't mean it can't be effective. Right now, you have Micah Parsons, who's dealing with an illness. We know Leighton Vanderesh Esch is going to be out. Uh, fortunately, Sam Williams, I, I think he's okay, but got into a car accident close to the facility yeah. a couple of days ago. His core, I think it was a Corvette or a Ferrari. It got all smashed up, but it looks like he's going to be fine, thank goodness. Um, and then, off, obviously, on the I think flip side. Not,
4: I think I saw he's not playing, though.
3: Is he not playing? I didn't see the I final saw that, report.
4: Yeah, I don't know about the final report, but I saw a report that he might not play, so... That'd be good for the Eagles because he's a, he's tough. <laughs>
3: they have not put out the final injury report. Okay. We'll get that a little bit later on, probably like in an hour or so. Um, so it's like you're losing people left and right here with this game. You kind of downplayed that you don't think it's important. I completely disagree with you. I, I think from the Eagles standpoint, this is extremely important because you have Jalen Hurts who's got the shoulder and that's banged up. You have a chance if you win this game to clinch the, the number one seat. You don't have to think about it anymore. Right. You can rest Jalen Hurts as long as you need to. You know you've got the bye. You don't have to mess around. You win this game, and you can cruise a little bit until the end of the season. If you're the Cowboys, you haven't looked great here over the last couple weeks. Even if you beat the Texans or you beat the Colts, it was by the skin of your teeth, and you lost in overtime to the Jags, I think they want to get the ship righted here. So I think for both teams, this is big.
4: Yeah, no, it's I think... The Eagles lose this game with Garterminch, who give the Cowboys a false sense of hope and then crush them at the link. <laughs> crush them. <laughs> uh, also, that the, be that dramatic? the Eagles have to play next week because they go against the Saints and they own the Saints draft pick. So they desperately want the Saints to lose that. So there's just thinking that <laughs> we keep everybody, we keep everybody back and then we come at the Saints with everything we have. Yeah,
3: that's priorities in the right place. So we'd rather not uh, seal the the number one seed for this season because we want to make sure our draft pick is as good as possible. We have Gardner Minshew If that's not Philadelphia, Gardner- I don't know what is.
4: Gardner Minshew's the quarterback. Listen, there's They're not going to risk putting Jalen Hurts out there. The other thing that is really interesting is actually a bigger picture. It has nothing to do with whether the Cowboys or the Eagles lose. Dak Prescott absolutely owns the Eagles. He is. I saw last year in two games he had 148.2 rating. Oh, my God. So we have to show. I'm going very we in this segment. This is ridiculous. The Eagles have to show that they can handle Dak Prescott. But I don't think they're going to on Sunday. And I think it would be a huge mistake. Anybody, a fan or anyone in the media who looks at the result on Saturday and says this has anything to do with what's going to happen in the playoffs because I think the two are completely separate.
3: 855-212-4CBS, eight five five two one two four two two seven. A little bit another thing here for the Cowboys, just a little pride. I know Gardner Minshew is a good backup quarterback, but – Don't want to lose to the backup. The the Eagles didn't lose when Dallas had their backup playing and Cooper Rush, who was playing fine. and The defense was playing great. Eagles won that game. If you're the Cowboys, you got to return the favor here. I I,
4: I can't. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game and they're going to be dancing on the star and be like, ah, we showed the Eagles. And I think that's a mistake.
3: Interesting. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Paul is our buddy in California. Hey, Paul, Merry Christmas.
5: Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, guys. So Thanks. great to talk to you. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Andrew, I agree with you. Gin is terrible. <laughs> Do you have a absolute, bad experience, absolute, Paul? Uh, it's just not my favorite. I'm, I'm much more of a vodka or a vino guy, uh, Maggie. There um, you go. Cheers to In your poll, I, um, I actually, when I lived in Chicago for a brief three years, a buddy of mine had season seats to Lambo, And I'm like, man, I've always wanted to go. And he goes, hey, you can pick any game you want. And I picked the game on December 22nd. Uh, it was against the Texans. I picked it at the beginning of the year, hoping it was going to be cold, because I wanted the full experience. And it was minus 11. Oh. I, took big, I took Big Dog's older brother. My beer froze at the stadium. The fans, <laughs> were, ju- the fans were just amazing. The tailgating. Uh, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. So, yes, I would take a ticket to any game. Um, But before I go, I just want to wish you both the happiest holidays. And more than anything, thank you. Your show is so awesome. I'm so bummed that it's not on TV today. My wife is watching the Hallmark Channel while baking. (laughs) I finding every excuse to get out to listen to you guys. But just want to wish you guys the happiest holidays. Thank the whole CBS crew for me. Keep up the great job, and I'll talk
3: to you in the new year. Oh, Paul, can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Have a great holiday. Happy New Year, too. And is starting on January 2nd slash 3rd-ish. You're going to be able to find us on YouTube, which is going to be super exciting. We might have some bigger announcements to follow after that, but for now, YouTube is going to be the spot for us where you can watch, you can get involved. We're still on the radio, of course. Uh, The chat is going to be lit. All of that stuff is going to be awesome. So youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, or just search out our names.
4: I'm actually very curious about the chat because I've been, I've seen YouTube <laughs> chats that get very, very <laughs> heated. And I kind of look forward to that.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of uh, anti-Eagles rhetoric. I can see oh, that. Oh, definitely. How about Sean, who's in Rochester, New York? Hey, Sean, how are you?
6: Good, guys. How you doing? Doing excellent. Christmas.
3: Same to you, Bob.
6: And I will uh, go along and saying that gin is the worst product on the earth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this became an anti-gin show. Yeah. I won't stand yeah, for it.
6: I just think that gin makes people mean drunks, from my experience. So. No. <laughs> uh, but I'm a first-time, long-time listener, and I just wanted to you know, comment on your cold-weather uh, football. Yeah. Um, I was in Buffalo on Saturday night for the Dolphins-Bills game. I'm a long-time Bills fan. Um, all week long, all we heard is how awful it was going to be, and it was going to be a disaster. But we said we're going to forge on and go, and i got to tell you, in uh, over 30 years of going to games, it was just absolutely majestic the way it ended. Of course, with Buffalo winning help. but the way it started snowing, the weather got bad. We didn't get home until after 4:30 in the morning. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And you know, on paper, it did not look like it was going to be a good time. So, wow, say, you, you just never know. Um, and you know, I, I guess it also helps that the Bills Mafia were on you know absolute steroids that night. The place is just electric. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean describe what the craziest thing you saw at the tailgate Sean um I would have
6: to say at most almost every single oh the tailgate just uh, jumping through tables for the most part yeah um the, the usual stuff like yawn that. Um,
3: the, <laughs> we're used to the, that you
6: know, now yeah but one of the things is a lot of the, the normal stuff was kind of uh, set back a little bit just because of the weather yeah. um you know people couldn't really stand out there um well what's scary about that is the stadium lots were full by you know just after noon, and this is an eight fifteen kickoff. So oh no!
3: Oh yeah, what did you I think?
4: think so. Well, with the weather, I thought it might be pushed back that particular day. No, no
3: you got to make sure you get there early, get your spot, and just camp out. Yeah, and just what, what's really
6: funny is that because of the bad weather, everybody oh I don't want to be late, I don't want to get you know anything to be delayed, so everyone got there so early. So. I think that also counted towards the craziness.
4: Can you build an igloo in the Bills parking lot? Is that What are the uh, zoning rules on that?
6: <laughs> no, nah, we actually uh, we went in a limo bus. So for the most part, we were in the limo bus until you know probably about an hour before kickoff. So
3: There you um, go. No. Sean's got the idea. That's a, well, that's a seasoned vet right there, Sean. This is not your but, first tailgate.
6: No, but it's funny. you know, When people say, do you want to go to the game? And I've actually been offered free tickets to the Bills Patriots game in January, and I said, no, nah, I think I'm good. You know, because... <laughs> You know, it's just a, it's gonna be a regular you know one o'clock game. it's probably not gonna have a lot of meetings. It's the last game of the season is uh I think it's January sixth, so I'm like nah, I think that's a good one to watch on t v so
3: I think you're very wise. Everything you said spot on although better man than me uh, December games. I, I, I gave up on. I gave up on December football games. Gosh, what just...
4: happened to the Binghamton, New York? I looked at the temperature in Binghamton this weekend. <laughs>
3: yeah, my home Three down.
4: degrees. Yeah,
3: high <laughs> of three.
4: Did you develop right. a tough outer layer to deal with this kind of weather?
3: Okay, it's funny you say that because I know people say like, oh, you get used to it. You get used to it. I I don't think so.
4: Yes, you. Do. of course you do.
3: No, you know what to expect, but it doesn't mean it makes it any easier.
4: I went to college with a kid from Alaska, yeah. and it would be 30 degrees out, and he'd be wearing shorts, and I'd be like, what's the deal? He's like, this is warm from where I'm from. His, he never adjusted to life in the States, <laughs> life in the lower forty-eight. Yeah, sorry. right. Yeah, so I do think you should you should have gotten used to cold weather.
3: Alaska, New Hampshire, I mean, that's a similar winter.
4: Yeah, no no, 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 no. No, uh, he was from Fairbanks up north. It was nothing. It was minus 20 all the time, and he wouldn't even care. Oh, my god! You get used to it, but apparently that's not the case in uh, central New York.
3: Well, I never got. Maybe I'll speak for myself. I never got used to it. Um, Okay, so today is actually a really, really big anniversary, of course. Today, literally today, uh, December 23rd, 1972, the Immaculate Reception.
0: Ratcha. Trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Franco Harris has it. And he's over. What? Franco Harris. Grabbed the ball in the deflection.
3: And, you know, so it feels different now to hear that highlight, one I've heard a million times in my life because of the tragic news, awful news that Franco Harris passed away on Wednesday, Perloff. You and I were off that day actually attending a memorial for a friend of ours who had passed away. We found out about Franco Harris and the idea that it was three days away oh from gosh. the 50th yeah. anniversary. And also, tomorrow, when they play the game against the Raiders, they were going to retire his 32 jersey. The fact that this would happen just feels so unfair, you know? Franco Harris was, I mean, just a a prince of a guy, gentleman. Everyone loved him. And in a city like Pittsburgh, who has so many sports heroes, you know, Roberto Clemente and Mario Lemieux and obviously Terry Bradshaw, who's also part of the Immaculate Reception, just so many sports heroes. And Franco Harris is the guy who has the statue, you know, right at the airport in Pittsburgh, welcoming all the visitors like he's the front door. He's the doorstep. To a great sports town. And for him to pass away on Wednesday just, again, feels so unfair and so bittersweet that they're going to be celebrating this without him.
4: Yeah, it's the timing is terrible. Mm-hmm. It is one of the greatest. I think if you look at any list of the greatest plays in NFL history, if it's immaculate reception is not number one, it's at least number two. I grew up, you know, I was, I was sort of a Penn State fan. Penn State's a Philadelphia team in a way. If you ever look at highlights of Franco Harris at yeah. Penn State, it is unbelievable. He was an incredible player. I tell me about the way he ran too. I just love those highlights. I feel like you don't Fullback. get you don't get those yeah. running backs anymore. Uh, guys who run, he ran upright, kind of like Eric Dickerson. He was so cool. I love that. I love any. I've watched NFL films of that Steelers team a million times. And it's almost like a movie. I mean, they have had have movies on them. They're like not even a real team. It's so cool. And he was, you're right, he's a super nice guy. I've been around him a few times here and there. Super Bowl stuff, Hall of Fame stuff, incredibly nice, very well thought of. This is the worst possible time. It should be a kind of a sad day. Uh, you know, it's funny because the other legend in Pittsburgh, Terry Bradshaw, has an incredibly complicated legacy yeah. in Pittsburgh, where Franco, as you mentioned, not at all.
3: Just beloved yes absolutely and he was actually doing a podcast earlier this week with cam hayward and cam asked him about the play
6: and when he threw the ball i tell myself go to the ball go to the ball that's what joe Paterno always preached to us at penn state Mm. go to the ball make something happen you know be a part of it and i start going to the ball and I remember nothing else. <laughs> That's what blows my mind. I start going to the ball, and I remember nothing.
3: Isn't that crazy? It's just like it, your adrenaline takes yep. over, your instincts, your training—you know, all of that. The, the the practicing, the you know, Joe Paterno's you know uh, advice—just go to the ball, and he doesn't even remember it. And it's probably the thing he's been asked about most in his yeah. entire life.
4: And it's it, I've I've witnessed many fun debates about whether it was a catch. What what happens if you had if you had a replay? The whole stadium would have to sit there for five minutes. I'm and so they, glad they didn't. Uh, yeah, that's a great example of why replay is not good because yeah. that would have ruined the enthusiasm of that moment. But it it's also just an incredible play. And there are all these rules about illegal touching that they had on the books then about whether. It touched the Raider guy or the Steeler guy first. It's such an unbelievable play. That's the one thing about – another thing I love about football, a game is really not over until it's over. We saw that this Patch last Raiders. week. Pat's Raiders. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I think that is the ultimate. It's not over until it's over. Uh, yeah, and also the fact that what they did after that, it's funny. The Steelers – we were talking about the Patriots dynasty earlier this week. The Steelers, that dynasty is probably the most famous – Dynasty of sort of my lifetime. For some reason, I, like the Patriots dynasty in the 2000s does nothing for anybody. The Cowboys were great in the 90s, but that Steelers 70s, everyone knows those players and that team. It seemed to really strike a chord, even though they only won four Super Bowls, well, right?
3: Only. I mean, that's pretty impressive. But I think when we talk about how the league came to the popularity that it yeah. has today, it's like you can't tell the story of the NFL. Yeah. Without obviously the Steelers, and you can't tell the story of it without the Immaculate Reception because it represented the turning point of after all that futility that the Steelers had been—they had been a losing team, hadn't made the playoffs in '62. You know, there was just they that kind of represented the fact that Mm. they had really turned it around.
4: Absolutely. So
3: you can't tell the story of the league without the Immaculate Reception. I think,
4: but the most famous single team of my lifetime is easy. One year, try guess.
3: Yeah, the the Dolphins.
4: No, the 85 Bears.
3: Oh, 85 Bears is another one. I mean, the
4: 85 Bears was a gigantic cultural force, kind of like Pittsburgh was. Yeah, I know, still today. People talk about that team, and they talk about Franco Harris and Terry Bradshaw. Certain things last. I don't know what's going to... Certain things from our time will last like that. Maybe... Maybe the sincere city miracles stew. Maybe,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's rich. called the pitchy pitchy doo doo. That's <laughs> the what pitchy, we decided. Yeah. See, that
4: that can't last. The pitchy pitchy doo doo can't last for history. You need something a little classier.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: we asked for nicknames for the end of the Patriots Raiders game. Uh, uh, someone said uh, offered us on Twitter "pitchy pitchy doo doo" and we did like that quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Just to go back to the Steelers for a second. Literally right now. So from two to five p.m. at the stadium in Pittsburgh, they are holding an open um, anniversary uh, celebration of the Immaculate Reception, and so that's literally going on right now, open to the public in Pittsburgh. Um. So that's going to be a fired-up crowd on Saturday. I mean, Steelers aren't playing for much, but Raiders aren't playing for much, and it doesn't matter. And I know Stu is scared.
4: Terrified. (laughs) Absolutely terrified of this (laughs) game, yes.
3: (laughs) I think that, you know, I think Mike Tomlin is going to sell to his team that you need to, what this means to the fans, and how much Franco Harris means to Pittsburgh what those Steelers team meant to everybody and their Steelers fans all over the country, I'm expecting a big-time Steelers win tomorrow. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, coming up, Perloff and I will take a look back at the biggest sports stories of the year, and we're going to pick number one. We'll do that in just a moment. More Maggie and Perloff right after this.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, Now get zero percent APR or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
4: Back on Maggie and Perloff. So it's not quite year end, but this has been a wild year in sports. I was looking at the greatest the biggest sports stories. Everybody retired. There was <laughs> every championship was dramatic. Yes. So we're gonna do what? What's the rule here? We're gonna do our top five sports stories or sports moments or combo platter. I
3: think combo platter, both stories, moments. uh potato, potato.
4: Yeah. Okay. All right. So how are we gonna do this?
3: Um, want to go one for one, or just want to go with our list then your list?
4: Well, here's the problem. I didn't rank mine, and you did. You ranked yours. I'm sorry. I mean,
3: we're doing sports talk radio. How did you not rank them? That's it. <laughs> it's, it's I don't want. I
4: don't want to rank them, but I will if I well, have to. Okay, you go first then.
3: Okay, I'll go first. Uh,
4: This is your number five. Can I have
3: a little music, Stu? Um, Yeah, I'm going to go five, and I have some sound on some things I want to do here. Stu and I are going to do this off the fly because Stu and I uh, share a brain. Number five on my list is Russell Wilson traded to Denver. Now, you got to put yourself in the moment. Now we know too much. We know that this has not worked out that well. Know that Wilson has not performed well. Nathaniel Hackett is not the right coach. All of that stuff. But put yourself in the moment when Russell Wilson was traded to Denver for the amount he was traded for. And then can I add on top of it, sign the huge contract. That to me, number five biggest sports story of the year. Okay. okay, you want to go five now or is this going to... Or do you want me to just do mine? I'll do my my whole list. You do yours. And by
4: the way, that, that is definitely not a moment. That's a story. That's a story. I think mine are closer to moments. That okay. was that was huge. You know what's funny about gonna that story? I'm going
3: to have moments and stories.
4: You no, know it's really funny about that story. They were set up for Aaron Rodgers. They did not want Russell Wilson. They wanted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but that being said, every single player on the team got injured. I feel like people are underrating. I think the Broncos could be back next year. All right. well, they, I mean, 10 wins next year. Wow. Nine, nine and eight.
3: All right, we're going to wow. do our predictions for 2023. I didn't say win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> 10 wins
4: I said just miss the wild card. Okay, go ahead.
3: All right, number four on my list is also another story. Biggest sports stories of 2022, live golf. That was such a huge controversy with, you know, players defecting off the PGA Tour to go to live. Greg Norman, all the, you know, Saudi money and, and sports washing. It brought all of that to the forefront. 2022, live golf massive massive story huge okay number three on my list we said goodbye to a legend coach k calls it a career
0: racing pull up three no good rebound carolina and the fairy tale ride for the tar heels continues
1: and coach k's legendary career has come to a close
3: And that was the call from Nance as Mm. Duke loses in the final four to North Carolina. Coach K retiring, third biggest sports story of the year to me.
4: Okay. I hope people like that one because you might hear it again.
3: (laughs) Okay. Number two. Now, listen, I'm not so much of a follower of this sport, but I can recognize when something massive happens. I think we all did. And that was Lionel Messi finally winning the World Cup. And it brought this broadcaster to tears.
2: Va Montiel <risa> Montiel va ¡Ah!
3: that was andres cantor and that was second biggest sports story of the year got to have a little more global perspective on this yep. messi finally wins the world cup argentina wins the world cup and then my number one sports story of 2022 tom brady retires then unretires
1: mm-hmm. time went by and then you just get super competitive i think i'm part
5: crazy I mean, I think that's the reality. I mean, 45 years old and I'm out here with a lot of young guys that are trying to take my head off. And I see Aaron Donald work out on my Instagram. I'm like, damn, maybe I should have retired, you know, (laughs) because he's a beast. But, you know, I had the appetite to compete and it's going to be gone soon. I mean, there's no doubt
1: about it. And I got to, you know, just really appreciate what the time I have left because it's not a lot.
3: 40 days in between retiring and unretiring. That's my biggest sports story of 2022.
4: Okay. That's Can I do it also
3: receiving votes or you want to yeah, do that no, one no. when we're both done? Yeah.
4: yeah I do it when we're both done one just both because done. I okay. might hit some of them. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, some of mine are repeats. So I'll just knock those off quick. Okay. I had World Cup last goal. I'll make okay. that number five. Um, I also had. Coach K, but I said his last home game. Ooh, because the Cameron Indoor game. The Cameron Indoor game. That had Jerry Seinfeld and Ken Jong, And that was, <laughs> that to me, <laughs> remember what a huge event that game? They played North Carolina. They got killed. Yep. Every celebrity that had ever been attached to the Duke program was there. It felt like to me the NCAA tournament run was a little bit extra on top of that. So for me, for some reason, I thought his his home game. Okay. Then let's get into the nitty-gritty some moments. Okay. Uh, By the way, I didn't put Serena retiring because I think she's coming back.
3: Well, uh, yeah, I I had Federer and Serena both retiring as my uh, also receiving vote.
4: That's similar to Tom Brady. And I thought about Tom Brady retiring, but I thought he came back. So (laughs) so I have Serena coming back. Okay, number three. Let's go with something that happened last week. Oh, (laughs) mine don't have sound. It is called the Pitchy Pitchy Doo Doo. (laughs) I think that is the game that play will last in history. That is a sports moment of twenty twenty two. I'm sorry. This might be this one thing. of the
5: dumbest teams I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott's was
4: I was spot on. I think that will last forever here. Okay, did you get sound for either of my other two, too? Okay. Uh <laughs> this is so terrible. All right, let's go to the football one. There was another football game, a pro football game. That also has a name better than Pitchy Pitchy Doodoo. Doo. It is
3: oh, don't named, do it. Oh, named duh. after
4: an increment of time, and it will last for history. Please I'll do never fire get up away from this. thirteen seconds. Second and ten at the
1: thirty-six. Oh, Three receivers right of the line. Low shotgun snap. Mahomes backpedals. Pressure coming. Throws. Hills got field hill into the open field at the 40 turns up the right sideline to the 30 speed on at the 20 inside the 10 all the way home for the touchdown he outran the bills all the way in for six from 64 yards away kansas city 32 buffalo 29
4: (laughs) um
3: how (laughs) i know how
4: so uh, I, I do think that game will last in history Great It was Awesome sorry. That's cool that your team was in it in Oh a game. yeah
3: No I love it when people bring up the Music City Miracle okay. And Super Bowls well, Yeah Well
4: I know I know <laughs> Actually let's cheer you up with my number one Okay It's a moment from baseball that I think everybody oh, in America no. get by <laughs> no. Stu please hit the music
6: Two balls two strikes to Bryce Harper Suarez delivers swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. And it is gone. Yes.
0: Yes! It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top.
4: They didn't win the World Series, but... And I feel bad because, obviously, Aaron Judge's home runs and Albert Pujols' chase of 700 are great. But I had to go with my guy, Bryce Harper, with a very historic playoff home run. What are your honorable mentions?
3: Well, I did have Pujols and Judge both as honorable mentions. But as you guys know, we went through this. I still think Bonds is the true single-season home run king. Even Aaron Judge says that Bonds is the true home run king. He's got the American League record. But, okay. Um, I had... St. Peter's Peacocks.
4: Big one. Yeah, I love that.
3: Amazing story. I had John Madden passing away. Huge story. Lost a legend there. I had Georgia beating Alabama in the national championship game. That was huge. It just feels so long ago. I had Tiger Woods plays at the Masters after being in a car accident Mm -hmm. and nearly losing his leg.
4: Didn't win, but okay.
3: Well, I had... Tennessee being Alabama this year.
4: I had the goalpost going Goal to the goalpost going
3: to the river. The butt punt, yeah.
4: <laughs> which is just <laughs>
3: hilarious from the Jags, Thomas Morstead punt. Or yeah, no, from the Dolphins. Part of me Morstead into Sherfield's butt, and uh, and Brittany Griner getting released, yeah. getting incarcerated, and then uh, in in Russia and then getting released.
4: I had a couple other moments. This is not that big a deal, but George Pickens one hand catch for the Steelers. Yeah. You could have done Justin Jefferson's catch against didn't the Bills. I did want to do that one. <laughs> uh also Steph Curry doing the sleep thing was uh that night, was Night Night. Night night. That was that's been copied so many times. That was one of those things that I think will last. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really mention the the Warriors beating the South. But I also had Tennessee bringing the goal Yeah, the goalposts down down going the into river the river was pretty amazing.
3: Yeah. If there's any that we missed, you can let us know. 855-212-4CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Do you quickly want to do our predictions for twenty twenty three? Why do we it? say that? We'll do okay. that
4: next segment. We have three predictions each for what's going to happen in twenty twenty three.
3: Yep. Okay. Before we do that though, we've got a CBS Sports update with Marco Belletti.
1: well, ain't that
3: the truth? <laughs> Literally all over the country right now. If you're the lucky person who's living in South Florida or San Diego, cherish this moment because the rest of us are basically in a deep freeze. Yeah. And the football games tomorrow, basically eight of them, seven are sub-freezing temperatures. You got an eighth that's going to be around 33 degrees. So call it basically you know, freezing temperatures. And the whole uh, many parts of the country is just in a deep freeze right now.
4: Yeah. I'm not wearing sleeves, though. I don't care.
3: Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it was minus I, 11, you're an offensive lineman. I think it's okay to wear sleeves. No, I,
4: I'm not wearing sleeves. I'll be indoors the entire day oh. or in a car.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, to be in a tank top where it's nice 72.
4: Yeah, no, I, I'm a little worried about the ice getting from the driveway to the door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, don't hurt yourself.
4: Plus how much I'm going to eat tomorrow, so I'm going to be a little wobbly, <laughs> kind of like a weeble wobble.
3: A little unsteady? <laughs> yeah. A little food coma? I,
4: I actually do have a crazy day. I'm going to try and balance watching football with food and travel. And I, I think the whole country's going to be like this. We're all going to be stuck on the freezing roads. I know. Trying to get home to watch some game that will not be high quality. Like I thought last night's game between the Jaguars and the Jets. If they had just turned it off at halftime, I would not have lost any happiness. Was, <laughs> there was nothing compelling about any of that.
3: Well, listen, I find, I don't know about you guys, but Trevor Lawrence has turned into must-see TV for me. I, I'm really interested in him. I feel like last these- night. Well, I mean, battling the elements. He oh, looked like on. he looked like a freak of nature compared to what the Jets and Zach Wilson were doing. They could they barely get 19, a first
4: they scored nineteen points.
3: But in the driving rain, cold, I mean it was a mess at the stadium. And the fact that the Jets could barely get a first down, Trevor Lawrence, that looked like the greatest show on turf out there
4: compared to what the Jets were doing. <laughs> they scored 19 points. Well,
3: the Jets' defense is really good. It's legitimately good, and that was probably the worst they played, and they still held the Jags to 19 points. But I, I really think that Lawrence is is dangerous. Like, I want to see the Jags now in the playoffs a million times more than I want to see the Tennessee Titans I mean, no offense to Malik Willis. Yeah, and it's a Henry. Well, Derek I'd like Henry. to see Malik
4: Willis. That's actually more interesting than Ryan Tannehill. But well, yeah. Willis has just been so not ready as a passer. I'd be curious to see if if the Titans try to get some sort of full run attack on Henry Willis. What's that the work?
3: alternative? I mean, yeah. they're one of those really cold games, too. Uh, I have it here Texans, on my right? sheet here against yeah. the Texans. It is, where do I have it here? Hello, Maggie. 20 degrees, real feel, 6. 14-mile-an-hour winds, Gus up to 33 miles an hour. I got this note from Cbsports.com. The Titans have never played a home game in Tennessee where it's been colder than 23 degrees.
4: Wow. So, you know what's interesting about this game, too? If Houston loses, then they don't have to tank anymore because they're pretty much guaranteed the number one pick which means that they can do what they always do and go ahead.
3: Take teams to the wire?
4: (laughs) Well, I think they, there's, I heard recently they beat Jacksonville almost all the time.
3: Oh. I think
4: they have Jacksonville's number. So they have Jacksonville next week. So, if they're not tanking anymore, then they'll probably unleash the Hounds and make that an interesting <laughs> game. Because the Texans, oddly, are unbeatable. <laughs> they they are the worst team in the league, and yet you don't want to see them because you're going to have to go down the wire.
3: Definitely. I mean, who's not thinking about possibly betting Houston in this game? I'm not going to do it. This is going to be a stay away from me. Just a spoiler alert. But I... I mean, I'd rather see the Jags than anybody in the postseason. Like, Jags for me are kind of in that Lions territory. Like, I'm curious to see how far can this thing go.
4: They're 7-8. and
3: But with Trevor Lawrence, like, I feel like we're watching the arrival of the next great young quarterback in the league.
4: Do you expect them to get out of the first round?
3: Maybe not, but I'd like to see how he plays in a playoff game. Considering where they came from, honestly, we just did our recap of the top 2022 stories, sports stories of the year. Urban Myers flame out at Jacksonville easily could have been an also receiving votes there. And the fact that Lawrence now looks like he, I mean, he's excellent. To watch him is, yeah. is fantastic.
4: Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'd be surprised. I know the, what the Bengals did last year, but at best, they're going to be 9-8. and eight. They don't really...
3: Their defense isn't good enough to do a run like the Bengals. Yeah,
4: I, I don't see this. It's fun, but I think you're really excited for the future. I don't expect much this year. Of course, watch them get to the AFC title game. <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. Who are they going to play in the first round? Because those, you have those AFC wildcard teams. The Chargers are complete. They could lose any game. The Dolphins are right now a uh, work in progress. And who's the third one? The uh... Ravens. The Ravens, we have no idea what they are. So maybe Jacksonville gets an easy road in round one.
3: Yeah, if that's the four-five game, obviously, yeah, which they, we would expect.
4: Then they have to. They'll either have to go to Buffalo or Casey or somewhere like that, and that's going to be really
3: hard. Well, that's hard, but that's progress to make the playoffs, considering where the. But why?
4: Why are you giving teams that are nine and eight to make the playoffs credit? Who cares? Well, that is not that is progress, but I'm not going to celebrate or hold a parade. Be some team, is, or even even worse, be eight and nine and making the playoffs.
3: No, but you know what I mean about like the stepping stones, right? Yeah. Where you see these young quarterbacks do the stepping stones. So first, it's like usually take your lumps in your rookie year or whatever, and then if you can make the playoffs in your second year. Yeah, but
4: you won the AFC South. Let's not like make this into something it's not.
3: Well, you beat who was in front of you, right?
4: Have you seen the NFC? East is 12-2 and two against the AFC South. It's the worst division probably in the history of the NFL. They're so bad.
3: Well, I mean, listen, we never said that with Peyton Manning all those years, although I guess you did. Uh, let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Chris, who's in Texas, wants to talk about cold weather games. Hey, Chris, how are you?
0: Uh, trying to stay warm.
3: How cold is it where you are?
0: 21. That's cold. Yeah, and I'm about 100 miles from Dallas. Wow, miles from Shreveport, Louisiana. Hey,
3: I have a question for you, Chris. Because obviously, it's never usually that cold in Texas. Do you have like the proper clothes and stuff? Are you just all layered up, like ten layers?
0: Uh, I got about four layers on right now Mm. because I'm a mail carrier. So, okay, so you
3: got to be rain, rain, snow, shine. You got to cover it all.
0: Well, unless it gets really bad, and then they have been known to close it down here.
3: All right. What do you think about cold-weather games? We know you can do your job in the cold, but what about cold-weather games?
0: Uh, I ain't got a problem watching them or going to them, especially if the Cowboys are involved.
3: So Cowboys, Packers in Lambeau in a January game sign you up.
0: Yeah, and hopefully it goes a lot better than the Ice Bowl did.
3: <laughs> right. Very good, Chris. Thanks so much. Have a happy holiday and happy new year.
4: I hope the Cowboys have to come to the link in freezing gold because I don't think they want to do that. I'm I i, I said, I'm such a shallow football fan and analyst that I think that warm-weather teams go into cold weather. I honestly think, There's generally, if you don't know anything else about it, like the Dolphins, the Jags, the Cowboys, having to play a playoff game in a place like Buffalo or Philly or Kansas City, that seems pretty hard to win.
3: Well, but the, it's funny because the numbers don't really back that up. It's really the co- just the cold.
4: What's Jared Goff's record outside? Well, it's gotta this, be way worse than it is inside.
3: Well, I don't know about inside outside, but I know they're three and zero against the spread this year when it's 40 degrees or less.
4: The lions are. Yeah. What's there straight up?
3: Uh, I don't have, it. Okay. um, I was just looking for cold weather stuff, but the idea is maybe you're right about that, but just cold weather, just freezing weather. It doesn't mean that the scoring goes down two points. It's like it's not the yards. That's, like All of that stuff is basically the same.
4: But that's regular season. I'm. You know what I'm saying. Do you think Jacksonville, a team that's been in Jacksonville floor all year, is going to go up to Buffalo in a snowstorm and win a playoff game?
3: I mean, listen, Jacksonville was two and a half minutes away from being the Patriots in the AFC Championship game in Foxborough, the Blake Bortles year.
4: Yeah, that I think that was a relatively warm day, wasn't it?
3: Well, you never know. I mean, we, the Super Bowl was in New York with the Seahawks and the Broncos. It's freezing cold the whole week. Nobody can move around the city, and on Sunday it was 55 degrees. Bizarre. It was the weirdest thing ever. How about Jim who's in Nashville? Hey Jim, what's up?
6: So, I was just listening and not giving Jacksonville credit for what they've done this year is borderline, borderline ridiculous. They're 7 the and Campbell, 8, Jim. So they're 7, Urban they're a losing Myers team. I know they play in the AFC South, a weak division, but they're still playing NFL teams every year. Trevor Lawrence has made major strides this year. Uh, I love the path they're on, and, and I know you know they may end up getting in the playoffs with a losing record, perhaps or a, or a five hundred record. But you got to give them
4: props. No, they're an exciting young team. They're a great story, but they're in the, they're going to win the AFC South and get into the playoffs at nine and eight or eight and nine.
3: Okay, well, that's tit- not great. Okay, but the Titans have done that in years know, past, and they made it to the AFC Championship game that one year yeah, against they've also, Kansas City. They
4: also lost. They were the number one seed last year after beating up the AFC well, South. Ryan Tannehill And they lost can't throw three in their picks. first game. <laughs> you know. They lost their, yeah, they've never.
3: Also, Derrick Henry was, like, not all the way back for that game.
4: Oh,
3: I mean, I, I, it sounds like excuse me. But- do
4: you think that team was about to win the Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry? No, no
3: but I never do. I never do. But Jim, I'm with you on the Jags. I, I think they're an exciting team. I like watching them. You know, I
4: agree with that. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. But let's not overstate their accompli- accomplishment. The way you're talking about them, it's like they're 12 and four.
3: No, it's not even about the record.
4: Yeah, it's a losing record.
3: Well, yes, it's not about the record. You throw out the record. No, it's about. I think they showed obviously. A lot, especially Lawrence in the win against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, where he coughs up the fumble. You thought he just cost them the game. They come back, they answer back, take it to overtime, and obviously the defense did the job there, intercepting Dak Prescott with the uh, with the fumble recovery and the score. So, I, I just think they're exciting, and I think Lawrence shows something. So, well,
4: I mean, yeah.
3: I mean, listen, he was the number one recruit in high school. Yeah. He's the number one recruit in college. <laughs> of course, he's showing something, but you know, one the way pick, yeah. the, the way it started with Urban Meyer, yuck.
4: Yeah, even last year you saw the signs though, that he was going to be good. You're right; it's it's great. I'm sorry, I, I should be treating the Jacksonville Jaguars like they're ten and seven and not seven and eight. I make a mistake here.
3: How dare you, <laughs> Jag,
4: Jags fans? By the way, you don't want to get on their wrong side. They're tough,
3: scary group. Uh, okay, we have the one team most in danger of getting upset this weekend. We got that for you. Don't move more, Maggie and Perloff straight ahead.